This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek, show number 422, recorded on November 7th, 2019. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from a chilly, chilly, like chilly Bellevue, Nebraska. We are, I, it, I think, did we get a little snow the other day? Yes, we did. Yeah. yeah we've had a little oh. bit of snow. I think two separate days we've had snow. Well, fall came and went. It was chilly today, 17 degrees when I woke up this morning, and it was like, oh, okay, winter is here. It's great. I love it. That's my favorite, jackets and those kinds of things. Of course, Same. We, we post the show, yeah, I like it, with world-class show notes each week out at the average guy. TV. Don't forget, and we want to r- remind you, if you haven't downloaded the app yet, you might want to get that done, and I- iOS or Android free. HomeGadgetGeeks.com, best way to listen on the road. Many of you have. It gets really good numbers, actually. So head out to HomeGadgetGeeks.com. You can download that for free. We want to thank our Patreon subscribers who help me pay for that every single year. Uh, by the way, thank you to everybody who who uh, gives through Patreon. Appreciate that. It's the beginning of the month, and uh, and we just got those donations to come through. So we appreciate you guys doing that. If you want to join us in Discord, TheAverageGuy.tv slash Discord. We'll get you there. Or the average guy.tv slash Facebook, if you want to do the old way of talking to us, uh, you can get that done as well. Mike Howard, um, well, Mike Weger was out. How, how was, for, uh, I almost said 4th of July, how was Halloween? Last, it was a cold Halloween week? for us in Nebraska uh, last week. So, it, you know, for our boys are young too. So my boys actually, their favorite part was actually handing out candy. Uh, they had a lot of fun. So we did the run. They were Woody and Buzz for Halloween. And Herr Emmett still wears his Woody hat around the house. He just thinks it's the best thing ever. And uh, they had a good time. And, and it was first time that Emmett was kind of old enough to really enjoy the full aspects of the holiday, right? The candy, the everything. Harrison then was watching him and obviously doing everything he did. It was, it was a great Halloween. It was fun seeing him really enjoy it for the first time. Do you have a ring doorbell? I do. Uh, we have a Simply Safe doorbell. Okay. But if kids came up, did you have kids come up and, and yeah. did they ring the doorbell? Did Hannah give out the candy or did uh, you guys put a bowl out? We had the door open and we were all in our living room. So usually they didn't even have to. We were like, we were just kind of sitting around. We had like just chairs right around there. Venting your heat out to the, or, yeah. or did, you know, heat, dude, heat the whole neighborhood. That's right? Nebraska. I mean, I, I, Power's I, free. <laughs> what the heck? I need to get on my more, my dad hat and be like, we're not heating the whole neighborhood. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Um, this, this Halloween, the big deal was like ring door cam footage of kids stealing candy. I don't know if you noticed that, but it was all over Twitter and you know, where kids would put a bowl out. I guess that's become a new tradition too. You're too lazy to even answer the door. So you put a bowl of candy out and the kids just come and get what they want. What do you expect with kids? I'm going to put that on. I'm going to get angry on Twitter and just start getting angry at people who don't. Well, did, did you see the one good Samaritan video though from that? Yeah, this where the- one kid shows up. There's no candy. There's a little girl coming behind him. I don't know if it's his sister. I didn't get the full story. And he took candy out of his own bucket, put it in the bowl so that there was candy for her when she came up. That was that's the sweetest su- thing I've ever seen. Super great. Yeah. And you raised a good kid if that's what he's doing. D- totally. Yeah, that's like a parent of the year award, right? Yep, 100%. On that one. And you got to be proud of that. But, um, boy, there were a lot of ring door cam photos and people just tattling on some and you know, things getting wrecked and ruined and whatever, or like you said, you know, a situation where it was for good. 
But that's kind of interesting. Like those have become so popular now and having a camera on your front door or recording that has become, we turn our lights off and we just don't do it. In fact, big thanks to Mike Howard, who was on the show last week. It was Halloween uh, evening when we were doing that. Mike came on and updated on a story. A really good Home Gadget Geeks, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, go back and listen to 421. And you can get that at theaverageguy.tv slash HGG421 if you want to go back uh, kind of directly to it. Big thanks to Mike, who came on and kind of talked about his cancer story and what he's doing. And uh, he is not out of the woods. And Mike, we're thinking about you. And, you know, we should care about him a lot. And, you know, it's this is Mike. This is real. Like, this is real life. We've had this community for a decade together. We've been all all of us have been together. Those who started this back in the home server show days, we've been together a decade. You're coming on six or seven years, I think, maybe uh, hanging out with us. Yeah, five going into six, I think. Yeah, and you start caring about people. You know, it's just one of those things. I, I really appreciate the community who just lets me do those kinds of things. We got some really good comments back uh, from the live stream about having Mike on. So appreciate you guys doing that. Not necessarily a lot of tech uh, in there, but it was really good to have Mike on and catch up with him um, on the show. So, Mike, um, thanks for doing that. Um, I got with Christian on. Uh, Monday night, we finally got a Cyber Frontiers recorded, Cyber Frontiers 58, still due out. So right at this very second, if you went over to theaverageguy.tv, it would not be there. I'll get it. I'm waiting on some show notes from Christian. But Christian brought up, I didn't realize this, he's gotten into ham radio. He got like, the bug. He, he, got he the has. Bug. And not, not like you, but he does monitor some things. And we talked about this site, APRS, yep. so APRS.fi. And it's kind of like Google Maps with all this ham stuff superimposed. Mike, did, have you seen that? Yeah, I have. So APRS is a, is a really cool use case for ham radio. And what it essentially does is it allows you to, it's like a network all over the country. Usually um, there is a frequency that you can tune to. And for the most part, you're going to find a repeater or something that is using APRS to get your signal out. Um, think of it as a big mesh network, um, essentially, of radios, for, AP, for APRS especially. And it's a frequency you tune your radio to, and certain radios have the ability to then ping out your location. So, for example, my radio in my car has GPS built in, so it pulls in the GPS signal, and it will ping out on that radio frequency certain information, um, my location, my speed, uh, anything I want, right? And, and you then it gets loaded into this database. And so what APRS.fi does, it's really fun. You guys should definitely go plug that URL in and go to it. APRS, APRS is the technology, uh, .fi, .fi. Well, so, and Jim is showing it on the screen. So if you're, if you're watching the video, um, I'll kind of walk you through what's going on. So on this screen, what you're seeing are different pings from different radios that are using the APS, APRS protocol. And you'll notice there's there's lines on this map a lot, and it's almost like you're tracking someone. Um, this is used nowadays. You know, I can't talk historically because I'm new to ham radio as well. But the current use case for this is think about if you are a, a jeeper in Colorado, right? And you go up into the mountains, especially if you don't have cell signal, and you're meeting up with friends, and you all have ham radios. Well, with APRS, 
you're able to track and you can get positional data. So I could say, you know, Jim's sending out his ping. I can set my radio essentially and it'll tell me exactly how far away I am from him. It's pretty much almost like a GPS coordinate communication, but you can do a lot more with it. Um, a lot of the blue dots on Jim's screen right now are weather stations. So you can have a weather station that you can have connected to the APRS system. So it'll ping out weather data um, all across the network as well. So you can get weather information. Um, you can also ping out your current frequency that you're broadcasting on. So for APRS radios, usually it's a dual um, radio rig, right? So in my car, my radio is dual radio. So on one radio, I'm doing APRS, sending and receiving. And on the other radio I'm using for communications, well, the APRS system, when it pings out your geolocation, it can also ping out what frequency you're using to communicate, which is really cool, especially if you're driving through really remote areas. What I've used this for is, you know, maybe there's no repeaters around. A repeater is essentially one big tower and it repeats one frequency, gives you more range. Maybe you don't have that. Well, I use APRS because you can find other cars driving along with you. And then it tells you and you can instantly click and, and change your frequency and you can have a conversation with them direct without going over um, a repeater. So this APRS network is extremely cool. So many cool use cases for it. And, you know, a lot of the Jeepers actually say their spouses use this website because it lets them know, you know, where because their spouse is in the mountains and there's no cell service. They have no idea where they're at. Well, this tells them exactly they can follow along on their route. Um, do you know, make sure they're safe. Are they still moving? Right. It's been used, especially in emergency services for those people where, you know, they'll tell their wife, hey, I'm Jeeping. I have my APRS on. Uh, if you can't get a hold of me, and you don't see I'm moving, you know, this is these are going to be my coordinates and there's a lot of different use cases for it but a really cool use of ham radio um, I, I don't know enough of the technical details on how they got this to work and where all this data is stored. Um, but the way that your broadcast works, the reason it's more of a mesh, and this is one of the, there are other mesh systems in ham radio. Uh, a repeater is kind of a mesh, but not really. Um, APRS truly is though, because my radio, when I am driving around, can act as a repeater for someone else's signal. So in your settings, you say, hey, at the max, do two or three hops. And a hop means how many hops does it take before I get to a site that's actually sending this to the network, right? Because, you know, my radio isn't sending it to the network, but maybe it can get to me and then I can pass it on to someone else who's close enough to a node that's going to get this into the network. So it really uses these hops to get through the network and get back to the database that records it and allows you to have the, uh, the map. So uh, just a super, I'm, I'm glad Christian brought it up and I'd be very interested to see because he's such a techie man. He's going to, mm -hmm. he's going to have this figured out and he's going to have some probably really cool use cases for it. Um, and you know, you even get, when I first thought of this, I, I did turn it on, right? And so any certain day you could have gone to this and seen my little Jeep symbol. That's the symbol I chose and my little path from my house all the way to work. The worry is, is that you are putting exactly where your car's location is and it uses your call sign. Um, so, you know, if someone knows that, oh, he usually has a lot of tech in his car. So there are all these sort of settings where it can, it can kind of obfuscate. It can say, well, just, just give you a brief, you know, like you put my circle within a mile of where I'm at. So it doesn't have to be super detailed. So someone couldn't get it. But if you leave it, the data is so accurate. You could find someone parked in a parking lot. Like you can get mm. down to the exact stall. Um, with the GPS data that it's able to send out. And we can kind of scroll in and see, you were mentioning these weather stations that are here. This is yeah. kind of cool. So 25 degrees, 60% humidity. I mean, this is, I'm kind of a weather nerd. So, you know, you can kind of, you could come to a map like this and start clicking on the different weather stations around town. And, and if start, you scroll you in know, there, scroll into that red line. 
um, all the way to the very end, there's a car you'll see. Oh, is that the start of it? Maybe that's the maybe is there a car? We'll, oh, there's a car there, right? We'll go I can't out. See. Hold on. That's oops. Nope, he went down. Uh, let's see. We're oh, we're right here, maybe on Giles. No. Should there be like a car on the end yeah. there? Is that what there's, there's a car on one end and you can click on it and you can get there. I think it might have been on the other one. I couldn't see, but go to any one of those lines. Um, maybe the one up top there. Okay, there's a car there. It's a little red car. Right? Oh, I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, just right. click on that car. Right in there. And you can see his call sign. Um, yeah. Might be able to Ooh, see uh, his, his speed that he's going. 12, mi- 12 miles an hour. Yeah. Alt- it's got an altitude, right? So 1,155 yeah. feet. Yeah, Nebraska is not, we're not low. We're 1,000 feet up, which is pretty interesting, right? And the um, radios are getting really sophisticated because the problem here is how often do I, I don't want to spam the frequency with my location when I don't need to. So what these radios do, you'll notice how his lines are pretty clean. Um, and the radios, the, the advanced ones, um, it'll do it when it senses a turn, right? If I've taken a turn more than... 30 degrees or more than you can set the degree, right? So if I make a turn, it'll send a ping and then you can set it to, Hey, if I'm going this sort of speed, only ping this often. Hmm. If I'm going faster, ping a little bit more often, right? Cause I could be changing stuff up more often. So yeah. the radios do a really good job of not over spamming the frequency with your signal. If it doesn't need to. What's this line. What's this purple line here coming off of the, the car. So there's a straight line, there's a couple lines coming off that car. One's this green line over to a repeater. And then there's this purple line that kind of just goes nowhere. goes over to here. Do you know? Scroll into where the purple line ends. Uh, and it might tell you somewhere. I guess I could always pull it up on my... Uh, oh, no. Interesting. One of the things... A lot of times it'll say if he has told, if he's also broadcasting what frequency he's on, okay. it'll tell you what repeater is closest that he's probably access, accessing that frequency on. Okay. My kids live over in this neighborhood. Um, one of the cool things I saw, nope, that's not the, the button I wanted, um, is the, uh, where did it go? Let's refresh this. There was, maybe I need to scroll out for it to become, it was, there was a link that said um, things that are moving. Uh, quick link here. Where did it go? It was just there. Um. It was like another view. Oh, down here. Stations currently moving. So you can click on that, and then it brings all the station information up and then how fast they're going. So as as I was going through this with Christian, I was like, this is some of these are kind of interesting because as I was looking through them that night, on Monday night, this one's moving at six uh, 269 miles an hour, which has been pretty interesting. So let's click on it. And uh, it's way up in uh, Canada. Western part of Canada, Vancouver, up in that area. Yeah, but it looks like a tower. It does. So there's some misreporting, right? It's obviously right. not moving at 269 miles per hour. So, But the interesting thing is, Jim, one thing you would really like is I'll have to see if I can remember or if I can find it on Google um, so we can put it in the show notes. There is an air balloon, and I don't know if it's still going. These guys released a balloon into the air and let it go, and it was going around the world. I mean, this thing was following different jet streams. It had gone south below the United States and actually swept back over below California come back across the southern United States and it was using APRS and you could track this thing in real time because you can type in any call sign you want and track it. 
So since you guys know I'm W0EGR, you can type that in right here and it won't show up because I haven't used APRS with that new call sign yet, but um, you could track anything. And so there are certain people that will use it for those kind of experiments where what would happen, like how would this balloon flow? And APRS is a super easy way to, to get that signal back. No. Oh. Super cool. It's really nerdy. Like, and Christian had said on on the episode Cyber Frontiers, he's using, he's learning because there were some things they figured out with Ham and kind of the analog side of networking that can be applied to the digital side. And so Ham has been a uh, been, been an interest to him, and not really in a spot right now to set up Ham, but he probably will. I think he just got his Ham license as well. And I was super surprised. I was like, really? Like, where did this come from? All of a sudden. You know, you kids are coming back around to all these things the the adults ahead of me were doing, skipped my generation, and now is landing on yours, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that and happens like, a lot. Yeah. I think. Yeah. You know, I think that's it's not the first time that's happened. But yeah, ham radio is definitely one of those items. My dad was like, "Really? That's what you're into? Yeah, like, yeah. It's a lot of fun." You got any ham radio? So Black Friday, which is all month <laughs> right now, right? Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. Any any ham stuff on your Black Friday list? You know, you know what? I'm pretty well set. I kind of I went hog wild when I first got in, <laughs> so I need to simmer a little bit and really learn every single detail about what I already have, and uh, and get into that a little bit more, and then maybe move up. Because really, the next step for me is getting into HF, which is high frequency, meaning I could talk to you know London and I could talk to people in California mm -hmm. directly, not over the internet. And so that's something I do want to get into, but probably you know wait a few years, really get into using two meter local stuff before I get into the long distance so communications. We invented this thing called the internet that you can talk to anybody I know, yeah. <laughs> at any time video, like it's awesome. And the kids are going, they're flocking back to, to ham, right? It's gotten kind of popular. Again. It has. Yeah, I think so. I know. I know. That's just, that's just crazy. So, um, any other, so when you think of black Friday, any other things you're kind of watching from a tech side or a, gadget side that you're interested in well you know i need to what i've noticed is with the you know my boys are starting to use wi-fi just enough on the ipad and things like that that it might be good to get another unify access point or two i have one for my entire house and i have it really centrally located so it works okay um but you know like there's like in our in the master bathroom, and that's where you really need good Wi-Fi. Um, <laughs> yes. It doesn't totally. work, it's, right? That's you know, it's probably the most used Wi-Fi spot. And if you um, lose LTE in there, it's even worse. Jeez, no kidding. If Verizon doesn't act up, so uh, <laughs> I think I might be looking for some good deals. Usually, people are putting out good deals on those, and they have some really cool options. I had not looked at the Unify lineup in a while, so they have a lot of cool stuff that I'll be looking and see if I can get a good deal on. As the newer stuff comes out, I am totally fine with the older gear. Um, so I, I think I'll probably snag one or two of those, but, uh, non-tech related power tools are always like my go-to black Friday. They always have a good deal. And so I always yeah. try and pick up at least one new tool, something I've been waiting to get. Lowe's is running some... Craig jig. So yeah, the, the bigger Craig jig, I, I told you guys a long time ago about the little tiny Craig jig I got, and it would be so much faster to get the full size. So if that goes on sale, that could be, a is purchase. that the pocket pocket that's, screw yeah, one? That's the yeah. pocket screw one. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. No, those are, those are super cool. Lowe's is running and they all are, all the big box stores are running their black Friday sales pretty early. And I was all their, all their drill, you know, guns mm -hmm. are all on sale right now. Um, and they got some cool, like, you know, battery technology and they got some cool, 
little gadgetry assigned to those things. Um, in the chat room, really quick, let's do this. So Andrew said, Mike, are you, oops, I'm clicking on the wrong thing. Um, are you on six, six meet? Is that six meter or six, six meter? M? Yep. Yep. Okay. Six meter. Nope. I'm only on two meter and, and 440. So uh, not on six meter. Justin's wondering if this is the same thing as the flip phone slash feature phone trend. Are we, there are some, it's funny. I, there are some older adults and, Maybe, you know, I'll tell you what, there'd be days I'd love to go back to just a flip phone and not have any connectivity, especially lately. Uh, go back the, to the beginning of the yep, show or go back to yep. the, did I talk about that in the show or was that in the pre-show? Maybe it was, I think it was in the pre-show. Um, you know, uh, Justin's mentioning, yeah, Wi-Fi in the throne room. Good. Um, the unified dream machine is interesting is what, uh, what Tony says. Might want to look um, into that one. Uh, Unify's. Got some great stuff. There's some really good mesh networking um, things that are going on right now. So some good some good options for you. Um, I am thinking of, from a gadget perspective, my garage is a mess. And I'm not very good about keeping up with it. And I'm kind of thinking, like, I want to remove – I don't want to remove all the shelving that's in there because whoever buys this place next is going to want it. But I'm thinking about taking out a whole bunch of junk and really, Mike, just settling down on one mobile toolbox. You know, like get one of those anywhere from 200 to 1,000. I was looking at Makita, the Makita one. It's like 1,000 bucks. But um, I, I was thinking of just and then consolidating everything down into one. And if, if, if it's a tool I haven't used in a year, gone type deal. Yeah. I've got duplicates, gone. Like just that kind of get rid of stuff. I got wire. I have like wire from a wiring project I did 15 years ago still up there in a cabinet gone like i'd really like to get when when we move i know i've been saying that for like 100 years <laughs> i want to roll that thing into the i literally want to roll my garage into the moving van and be done that's yeah. you know I, I i want to get down to kind of one and then maybe have a few portable rigs for you know a few portable toolboxes for the tools i use all the time that i want to take so i was looking on amazon that's one way to do it i'll probably go to home depot and and menards and some of those other ones just kind of take a look at what's available or maybe go on craigslist and buy a used one that may be i was just gonna say that those toolboxes usually you can find really good deals on those used but isn't it crazy how expensive storage in general is plastic tubs right are just the biggest crock when it comes to price those guys have it you know made and uh well don't buy them this time of year you need to buy them like february time yeah Yeah. yeah when they're trying to get rid of all you know they all stock up as everybody goes into this storage craze you know they all start stocking them up yeah you want to buy those things in february and so here's my i know it's early but my favorite stocking stuffer i think i have ever received and i'll I'll show you speaking of tools is the organizer that goes on top of any uh, five gallon bucket, right? Mm-hmm. Like this organizer, I take this thing when I go and do like a wiring job for someone to do install Wi-Fi. put all your tools in it, load up the bucket. It, uh, I, I had never seen one before, <laughs> before I got it as a stocking stuffer like years ago. And it is my favorite item. And you know, and the bucket breaks, you just move it over to a new bucket. Just and it's just so simple, especially bucket. for the way I store my tools here. And I do my work in the garage. I bring the bucket down, tool, tool, tool. What I need, throw it in the bucket, take it out to the garage, and then bring it right back. It's, it's a great way to do it. Yeah, it is a great. I have a convenient. bucket. I have a bucket boss. I also have a bucket boss on my um, on my oh, desk that, that holds my pens. So okay, that's also you know I got a little this you know you can put that on there. Yeah, one of those. I've never seen one of those. That's pretty cool. That this goes is, on a coffee mug. This yeah, it goes on a coffee mug. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. 
this is the for the for the um the, the uh, monitor stand that I have here. It has some little wrench that you can mm -hmm. tighten it up. What I love about these is you can put tools for the stuff that's around you right. in them. Because what do you do with the Allen wrench that that comes with the, the with the monitor stand? Throw it with everything else, and then I never know which one it is. Yeah, you can never find it. And yeah. and so a little bucket boss for yeah. This is just the, the bucket boss. Where's the brand name? I think I'm covering it, but little bucket boss brand there. And uh, somebody gave this to me. I think, which is, right? which is super cool. Yeah, yeah so those gifts you get, and you're like, this is awesome. Yeah, mostly hold pen. And it's got, you know, I got a little pocket knife in there. You know, you, you can't you can't live without a little pocket knife. No, right? you can't. Nope, I got like um, 50 of them right around here. So I love, <laughs> me too. I Actually, that's for me, that little bucket boss that goes around those five-gallon buckets is the most kind of helpful, um, uh, helpful carrying kit that I had. So... Thinking I would, about, I would use them for all of these. All my, I have like ten USB drives that have different OSs on them. I would probably just stick them right in there. So because mm -hmm. I use them a lot, I'm always recreating different images of stuff. And these all just have labels like Ubuntu and everything. But they're just scattered across my desk. Well, my HP box too has a specialized end that I need to use. That's just part of a Craftsman. You know, this is this, the the right size for it. Little star. So I keep it here. That's when I'm working on it. It, it needs to be close, right? So having some of those kind of gadgets for your gadgets mm -hmm. to kind of keep keep track of them. Um, so I'm going to spend a little bit of time between now and then. Those don't go on Black Friday sale that much, but looking at kind of consolidating the garage, getting rid of some tools. I got some crappy tools. The other thing, um, we, we got Joel from Life Door to come on. He'll be coming on. I'll talk about it here at the end of the show. He's coming on a little bit later in the, I think in early, what did I say? I think December... Mm, December 19th, Joel from LifeDoor. LifeDoor is that we talked about. That's a device you can put on any door, and it would if it senses uh, there's a fire. And he was on Richard Gunther's Home On. So this is where I found him. They talked about it for about 15 or 20 minutes. I was like, oh, this would be great to talk about for about an hour. And I want to pick his brain on his own gadgets. But, Mike, I'm installing a hallway door that's been sitting in the room over there waiting for me in a cold weekend to install it in the hallway. Like, you know, you don't want to waste weekends on being inside when, when you, so I bought that in the spring. It got nice, started doing outdoor stuff, but this is a, this life door is a device ratchet. Uh, so when you open the door, it puts a ratchet spring on it. And then if it senses there's a fire alarms go off in your house, that listens for these frequencies. Here's the noise. That's it, it shuts it. the door. Okay. I was wondering, yeah. I didn't shuts know if it was a smoke sensor in itself or okay. Could be. But and there's some interesting things. We'll talk about that on the show. But I'm going to pick one of those up, I think, this weekend uh, and uh, maybe in two weekends, put the door on. And then when Joel comes on, we're going to talk about that. So that's another one of my November Black Friday kind of connected devices that, you know, it was like, oh, this is this is really, really cool. With, uh, you know, you get with a fire today, you get, a, I don't know, you get maybe three minutes with the toxic gases that all of our furniture puts off. If the door is shut, you get more like 12 minutes. And so, um, you know, if it hears those, things go off and it shuts the door. By the way, you should sleep with your door shut. Um, if you can, <clears throat> save it will save lives. Um, uh, this will automatically shut the door. So uh, pretty cool. And he's doing some super good guy. And Richard did a nice job of interviewing him. So he's coming on in uh, February as well. I'm sorry, in December as well. And we're looking forward to uh, to interviewing them. Otherwise, um, I have not like on my list. I'm 
I'm kind of good to go. You know, I'm kind of yeah. going into the year like, mm, I don't know. One of the things non-tech is a wine rack. I, I just think I, this is probably time for me to pick up some kind of wine rack that uh, we can store some of the wine on. That'd be a good thing kind of to have the basement since i've put temperature sensors down here it kind of stays at a pretty constant 70 like it just doesn't what, move what thermostat do you use to connect those to a honeywell uh no i have one of those we we goes or we okay uh, and it has remote sensors so it yeah. knows the temperature well i bought one for the cigars just to be honest gotcha justin i was wondering how long it would take me to oh, mention you mean some you cigar just, you just know the temperature down there yeah not that it's okay got it no, so I bought one for the the Tupperdor that I have for the cigars. I bought a little remote sensor so I could kind of keep track of what what was in there using, you know, and it's got an app so I can do it on Android. Yeah. And so I've been monitoring the temperature down here now for I don't know, 3 or 4 months since I got since I picked up that sensor and there's a whole bunch of them by a whole bunch of different names. They're all about 25 or 30 bucks. They're all pretty good. Um and in the room next door right now, 68.4 if I bring it in here, about 72.3, or just say 72. The reason for the difference is these PCs that are sitting in front of me, mining, raises the temperature in here about five degrees. Ironically, when it gets, when the winter really sets in, it'll get colder in here again. It'll be, you know, a little colder in that room because it doesn't get the heat, a little, little cooler in here, maybe in 70s. But all summer, the air conditioner keeps us 70, just like, rock solid 70 so it makes a great kind of makes a nice wine you know i don't, I don't necessarily need a wine yeah. fridge um down here so be picking up uh kind of one of those be, be looking for one of those as well um i kind of okay peloton let's talk about it mike is coming on in a couple well early january micah librant who's been on the show before she's going to come on she's a set up peloton bike and such she talked you me into using the app today you so know she, uh, you know she did that on purpose, right? Because January, know. it's right after the holidays, when we're all feeling fat, and we need a new something to help us out. Yeah, I'm gonna end up buying a Peloton, Jim. Well, I better okay. save. I better save. I better start tucking some money aside. Yeah, well, fifty eight bucks a month. They have monthly plans now. Yeah. You can do it yeah. interest free. Some of those not kind bad. Of things. But if you want to try out the Peloton app, twelve dollars. They have a fourteen week free trial. It's twelve bucks a month. If you just want to do the Peloton app, and at first, so she's been on me about this. So today, I just said okay. I'll try the Peloton app. I'm on the free trial. So she sends me a couple rides to try. And boy, what a slick app. Like they've really done a nice job on getting the app. You can go through and they have a nice search area to say, okay, I want to find rides that are 30 minutes or 45 minutes or 20 minutes. I want them this hard or this easy. Um, I want them by this genre. So you can do hard rock or 70s or 80s or pop or one was banjo 80s oh that's me yep <laughs> like <laughs> right on uh time after time on the banjo you know <laughs> nothing like cindy lopper on the, oh, on the banjo yeah now you're speaking my language jim but um you don't even know who cindy lopper is do i you? do yeah do you okay yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's good and that's sometimes we'll have to have a we'll have to have an 80s quiz for you to see Ooh, just how yeah. much of the justin for the thanks for ones, coming right? by. i wasn't i wasn't even alive in the oh. 80s jim <laughs> i know I know. Ken's got to take off. Ken, we'll see you. Um, so the app is slick. And I was a little skeptical. It's a little bit of a cult, this Peloton 
culture that they it, have going yeah, on? Oh, definitely. Especially at my work. Like my work is is the cult. I feel like like everyone there has one and does it. And so I am like constantly like, Mike, you gonna do it? You gonna do it? I'm like, <sighs> so well, Maybe. I tried. So I tried today. I found a guy. His name is Dennis, and long hair, total man bun. It was it was awesome, and. So put my put my Apple earbuds in. We'll talk about those here in a little second. The the ripoff. I have the I have the knockoff right. version. And is this live or on demand? This one was on demand, but you could okay. do live. The next okay. live ride was at four thirty, and this was like three, and I didn't want to wait. It's four. Right. I didn't want to wait. So I played an episode and went back. And this guy, like, it was the most helpful ride ever. And he's talking to you the whole time. So earbuds in. I'm riding, and he's telling you like, okay you know, increase the difficulty and then we're going to go at 50, 50 revolutions, right? And the bike I use. So I'm using a standard um, stationary bike at work. This isn't even a Peloton bike, but it's got some controls on it where you can kind of get the resistance going and some of those kinds of things. So I'm trying to figure out the little difference between their bikes and this one. And so I'm trying to, the first 15 minutes trying to figure that out. Then it's on and then I am sucked in. And this guy is, I mean, he is telling me, okay, we're going to stand up here. Okay, 20 seconds. We're going to do a 20-second spin. Get ready. You know, three, two, one. And it's it's like, there's a reason people love this. It's super cool. Like, it's super cool. Now, you don't have to have the bike. Again, you don't have to have the bike. I did it without a bike. I mean, I did. I had a, just a regular stationary bike. It's a pretty good one. We have a pretty yeah. good one. But I didn't have to go the full Peloton route. And I got done with the ride and man, you know, I've never had a runner's high in all the years I've been running. I never got that runner's high. I, I had kind of that, I got off the bike and I was like, that was freaking great. See, so, so, okay. There must be someone to it. Cause my buddy said at work, he's like, just come over and do one. I said, I feel like if I do, I'm going to want to get one though. That's the problem. <laughs> and, uh, but it's, I can see that. And for them too, it's the leaderboards, right? Like they're yeah. always competing yeah. and yeah. they can see each other's scores yeah. and they really like that aspect of it. Yeah. I mean, well, there, there's a reason too, cause they even came out with a treadmill. So now they have it for the, runners. they did. And they have a whole bunch and, of different kinds of, of workouts. Now it's yeah. not just riding. You can right. run, you can walk, they've got stretches. They have kind of mindfulness things I think going on in there. So They've kind of expanded it to kind of a variety of, I'm actually kind of like, I suck at stretching. I just, I, I am all activity, but I don't want to spend 10 minutes stretching. And um, they have some of those workouts as well. And so I'm kind of 12 bucks a month. Um, I've kind of changed my habits at work. So I'm not buying, I was buying a six or $8 lunch every day at work. And I've, I've started bringing it in to kind of reduce the calories. I'm a, I'm a big 240 right now. I mean, I, it, it, I carry it well, but it's a little more than I want to be. And I'm, I've committed to this vertical mile climb for truck up the tower. So 10 times up the first national bank tower in February. And of course, every pound matters. And so I'm trying to, trying to thin back down to a more reasonable, you know, 210, 205, something like that. Get a little more healthy. So I'm not going to do it every day yet. But definitely adding in maybe one or two days a week on the app. It's 12 bucks. I'm saving that on lunches now. Easy. Like I'm easily saving three days of lunches. Yeah. And I've paid for the Peloton app for the month. Right. Um, so you've eaten healthier and added in workout, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's pretty great. I, I feel better. I'm and, I'm and on the bike, like I get off the bike and you just don't have the same, like when I would run, and, you know, I did a 600 calorie workout today. 
when I'd run, that's a six mile run. I would just be, I mean, I'd be crippled for, for a day recovering from that run. So been pretty cool. I, I'm just scratching the surface, but I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Micah and I have been competing on, and you're, you're in the group too, on the app. And I, holy cow, since I committed to this vertical mile race, and then I've been competing with her every week. My fitness has completely changed, Mike. I don't know if you've been tracking me on your watch. On your watch? Yes, I have. I've noticed, like, Jim finished all circles. It. I'm like, I'm at work. Why is it, why, how did he do that? <laughs> just, <laughs> just been crushing it. Yeah. Uh, it's But it's getting the motivation, using the tech, getting the motivation in the right place, kind of getting resolve around it, and uh, feels really good. I haven't lost a single pound yet. I've been to four weeks. But the pants don't fit as tight. I'm replacing muscle. Uh, I'm replacing fat with muscle. Mm-hmm. Fat's more or den- muscle's more dense, so you don't lose right away. So I'm pretty excited about it. And uh, again, this I will definitely, if I use it two days a week, um, definitely get into this Peloton app. And if you buy the bike, 50, 60 bucks a month, plus I think 40 for the service. So the bike can be expensive. It's $100 a month. Now, the $40 gets you fam. It's a family plan. So anybody in, who was on the bike, can take advantage of that plan. Which is crazy to me when the app is only $12 a month. But yeah, the app on your phone. I bought your bike so I could have the big screen and that cost me more now per month, a lot more, three times more. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So So John's asking exercise coach app with an audio track. Yes. And music. And you can pick the music and you can kind of pick your trainer. So, you know, um, Micah has gotten to know most of those trainers. So she's like, oh, you need to get, you know, go, she's crazy. Or you need to get this guy because he kind of works out that way. So super motivating. And man, my 45 minute ride went like that today. Like all of a sudden I'm like, oh, we're, we're done. Oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah. So a cool way of taking your mind off what typically, and then when I ride, I would just go, you know, I would just go balls out for 30 minutes as fast as I could. No rhythm, no reason, no nothing. Just, right. you know, and that's, it's okay. But probably the best for you, yeah. you know, and yeah. it keeps you interested in it because you're not killing yourself that intensely for 30 minutes, you know, spread out over time and makes you want to come back. It's the fun factor. Yeah. Working it, out for me is all about what's going to get me to come back, right? Like right. the gym that I was at. And that's another thing. I'm like, I was paying $150 a month just for me at the gym. So $100 a month and it's Hannah and I both. And any other family member? Well, you know, the, the boys got off, like, right? So I, that kind of makes sense. $100 a month isn't really bad when you think of how much an actual gym costs. But for me, that gym was because I love the people there. It was so much fun. It made me want to get up in the morning and go. I think so in Gallup, if I use, um, if I prove that I use the service, I think eight times a month, they'll reimburse me half of the the service fee. Oh, there you go. As a kind of a well-being thing. Yeah. So now on the $12 plan, six bucks, probably not even worth the time like right. to, to fill out the paperwork. But on the big one, on the $40 one, hey, getting 20 bucks a month to, you know, you, you may be in a place, you may work in a place that uh, encourages those kinds of things. And they may even pay for a part of the Peloton uh, for on right. a monthly basis. So one of those kinds of things, those are freakishly cool bikes and they got some serious tech around those. Joe mentioned in the chat room, speaking of that, Google bought Fitbit, which I know I didn't see coming. He says, I guess I should have seen that coming. I didn't see Google getting into the Fitbit space. Fitbit has been on again, off again, fitness gear, right? Don't you well, think? They, they need 
they need some form to get that data into Google. They, if you really think about it, like the Android Wear watches aren't taken off that much. Like they really didn't have a way to get fitness data. I think the one piece they were missing, I'm sure they had some way to get it, um, but Fitbit made a perfect sense for them to go and grab it. I'm just really concerned about what they've done to every other company that they've bought. Yeah. Is it just crumbles yeah, Well, they've done okay with Nest. Um, John Nest says, I okay. hope they don't rebrand it to Nest Bit. Yeah, seems to be their trend. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, uh, yeah, I think um, it'll be, it will be interesting um, to see, you know, Samsung has tried to be in this space with some of the Samsung watch stuff and, or Android Wear. Ugh, it hasn't really, I mean, fitness gear just hasn't really taken off like I thought it would. Yeah. I mean, Fitbit is done okay. They're they're doing okay. I mean, there's a lot. My son loves his Fitbit. The people yeah. who have them love them. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So some interesting, um, some interesting things in the fitness space, especially in the tech space. We're coming up on the end of the year where traditionally people begin to start make those New Year's resolutions and start getting into fitness gear and some of those. Mike, I have no desire to buy a Peloton bike. That's the weird thing. Like even really, yeah, no. I can't, I'm, I cannot work out at home. Okay. That's just, it has never worked out for me. I, I can't, I don't know what it is, but I am adverse to working out at home. I got to go somewhere else. Doing, right? yeah. Well, it, it feels, I get hot and sweaty and I don't want to be sweaty in my house. Like, okay. I know it's a weird thing. I can't stand being sweaty in the house. So never been able to work out in my own house, even with a fan on some of those kinds of things. I love to be in the, you know, fitness center or whatever. Um, before I worked at Gallup, we would go, we had a local fitness center we'd go to and we'd go early in the morning and walk and some of those other things. So this will add before this, before the Peloton thing, what I was doing when I'd ride the bike is I just put on a YouTube video of someone biking. There's, there's bunches of them. They put a you know camera on the front of their bike and they ride. And I saw some really cool things through somebody else's bike ride. Same kind of effect. You get kind of sucked in and you kind of think that you're on that ride. I think Peloton has some of those rides too now as part of their service where you okay. can say, hey, I want to ride um, a particularly beautiful ride uh, that I did one time was down in the Presidio of San Francisco. And you could ride around down in that area and it's really, really beautiful down there. So going from the Bay Bridge to the Golden Gate Bridge, Great ride. It was a super great ride. And I just really enjoyed You could see some things going by people. You, it kind of tricks you into thinking you're there. And then all of a sudden, your ride's over, you know, because you're looking at stuff on the side yeah. right? and, and those kinds of things. So, yeah, no, I don't have any interest in, in the $12 app. When you think about it, it could be $100 a month or $12 a month. All of a yeah. sudden, $12 seems, seems pretty great. It has made me think, though, like, okay, so I'm doing my, I'm using my phone for this now. But do I need to upgrade? You know, do I need to take a bigger device in um, that I have a little bit of bigger of a screen so I can kind of see and get a dedicated... Do you have a good place to put it when you're working out? I do, yeah. 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 I think that's the next step then. Just messed up my monitor. <laughs> well, and do I leave it in the, like, you know, do I leave it in my bag? And, you know, do I... It's just one of those funny things. An iPad mini would actually be a really good device for, for fitness and watching... A little bit bigger than your phone and a lot of people's phones, but not as big as an iPad. That's obnoxious. When I see people working out with iPads, you're like, that's freaking obnoxious. Yeah. Right? Um, so 
pretty excited about that first Peloton workout. Um, I, I think I'm going to do one early Saturday morning, uh, kind of thing going to the fitness center, uh, before the kids on Saturday. So pretty cool. We got that notice. They talked about it on, um, uh, entertainment 2.0 that most folks, if you, if you're running a windows media center, which I am, you got to notice guy data is going away and there's ways you can fake it, but I'm not really that interested. So I went to Sarah and said, okay, remember I told you about this date, windows seven support. We're still on windows seven. We've talked about that here. Yeah. Uh, so I've been doing some things, testing some things out and I, Mike, I think I finally got it all figured out. Like, and I've been now testing. I'm intrigued because I, you know, there's different options. I know you could go down, right? Like, do you reactivate no. YouTube TV? Are you going Plex? Are you doing you, you know, Hulu Live now? So now, yeah, you've got me intrigued. What, what, yeah. what did you decide on? Lots of testing on this one, back and forth on a bunch of things. I, like I said, I did the YouTube Live. Um, I think I'm landing on uh, Plex okay. on the Nvidia Shield, and I finally kind of figured out how to configure that thing. Shield as the server or Shield as the client? Shield as the server. Okay. And, and it will be in the client, right? So you can, okay. the, the, it'll be, I'll move it out front. Um, the, 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 um, the remote for it uh, is very, very simple, but very, very good. Android's made some updates for Android TV lately that have really kind of improved. Um, and I think uh, Plex has as well. Um, uh, I'm using the Drobo as storage, and that's working just fine to be able to keep up. Been doing a bunch of testing. I found the key for me was the clients. So making sure I'm using really good clients. The yeah. PC, the web client, not necessarily very easy on your on your server, on your Plex server. And so it takes a lot of resources and it has to transcode. But if you're using another Plex or if you're using an Xbox, which has its own problems, by the way. Right, I, Xbox I is recommend. awful. Yeah. No, I it's wouldn't, the I worst Plex client yeah. out there. And, it, and I that's think what it we buffers. use. I think it freezes. It has been freezing every time for me. Yeah. But off my phone, streaming it, Chromecasting it, works great. L watching it on there works great. I can use the web client. It's, it's okay. It's doing direct stream instead of transcode. I don't right. know if that NVIDIA Shield is good at transcoding. So I think uh, any device you open up yes, is transcoding, correct. right? Yeah. Everything I, mean, I, I want I full i7 box devoted to Plex. And when I have one transcode, it uses as much as it can of that CPU. Mm -hmm. And especially if I have three or four transcodes going at the same time, um, it does it fine, but it's it takes it takes a lot of power. The key is direct. Right. Yes, it's you need to be direct connect. play. As Buffers faster, works better, yeah. you get a better signal, all those kinds of things. So Drobo's fine, keeps now, a up. A couple of those things you should be like on Xbox, you should be able to go in and change your settings because I'm I'm guessing what it's doing is you have your quality settings set below what that file is at. So just turn all of those up to original. Go into your settings on every client that's in the house. If you're not worried about internet, right? If you're outside the house, it's different. In the house, every single client go into your quality settings and just turn the limits to on everything. I think it's like, a, it's like local remote and online or something. Mm. There's three different settings, mm. set them all to original because it, a lot of times it defaults that to like a 1080p 10 megabit file. And a lot of times it's your movies are ahead of that or something. And it'll try and transcode it when it really didn't need to, because it yeah. knows the format and it's on the local network. So, so well, check I, those real quick. I think one of the things I learned is, uh, Plex has a really good dashboard that will tell you how all the clients are connecting. Yes. Yep. And so going in and then optimizing it based on the client uh, or getting the client, like you're talking about, optimized for the server and testing those, man, made all the difference in the world. 
Yeah. Um, John was asking if it was a Shield Pro. I think I just have the regular Shield. The Pro's got a little bit more storage, I think. I think I just have the standard. I paid 129 bucks. Wasn't terribly expensive. Now, you have um, so many boxes in your basement. Why not just devote one of those to Plex? Yeah, because what you said, when you do it on the PC and on the, and you're using the Windows software, man, it sucks down all the resources. And I, that box kind of becomes like dedicated to just doing Plex. Yeah. And I really wanted to get on a lower power device. Okay. And the shield's perfect for that. Like yeah. it, when it's not doing its thing, it's not trying to install Windows updates. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not, you know, it's just a shield. And, and I guess um, if you don't have anyone outside the house trying to tra- to get in and it's going to have to do a lot of transcoding, I guess you'll be fine. Or like if Sammy's trying to watch this from her dorm room, you know, it might struggle. Yeah, we don't. We don't do that. Yeah, Yeah, no, we don't. That's not, she's fine on her phone and that's not the way she consumes media. She does not watch TV that way. She's Hulu. She's Netflix. She's streaming it. Um, And so it gave us, I think it's gave us the most options. Now we haven't, I haven't rolled it out in a full scale demo yet. So I told her it's ready. I have it back here still. It's ready to go. When you're ready to make the switch, we can start adding your shows to it. And then you can start accessing it. And I'm going to kind of let her, I'm going to say you can either do it through the Plex, because I'll move the Plex box out there. I mean, the NVIDIA Shield out there. You can either do it this way, which has been a really good experience for me. Like, I've really enjoyed watching TV on the NVIDIA Shield through Plex. It's worked yeah. great uh, for me in the way I watch TV. The, the, the one caveat on here is Plex is still not really good at when you're recording something, being able to watch it live as well. Um, that's not a great experience. And I got to kind of figure that, I got to kind of figure that one out, how we're going to kind of, now Sarah doesn't watch TV that way. She's either watching live or she's watching the recorded version the next day. So I think we're going to be, I think we're going to be okay um, there. And so I think Mike, that's the, that's the next, the next move for us whenever we'll probably do it over the holidays uh, when, you know, the Christmas holidays. So every weekend I still continue to test it, watch it football. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's back here. I'm going to take your tip on the Xbox though. Um, and I just thought, cause I've heard bad things about the Xbox client and I'm like, well, if I'm going to watch TV, I'll just watch it from my computer. Right. I'd rather use the Xbox for that. So maybe I have to monkey around with the settings that are in there. Yeah. And, and maybe live TV, might be difficult, I think, before it before Plex goes through and kind of transcodes it. Because at the end, if you ever remove commercials on it, kind of transcodes itself when it does that. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't. Live, pretty much live on the Xbox, I think you're always going to have to transcode, sadly. Okay. Every time I load up a live on Xbox, I look at my stats and it's transcoding it. Okay. But Well, again, the I think the key has been watching the devices come in. And so if she's... On if we have the NVIDIA Shield, which is the server, and she's watching it on that box. Yeah. And and the storage is coming off the the Drobo. We should be we should be just fine. That's 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 a that's um a configuration that's uh, that's worked out pretty well um, for me so far. Been watching a lot of TV and a lot of recorded stuff just to kind of test it. So making making the move, I think this Christmas. So. Okay. I think I'm finally kind of done. You should go in and add her shows in for her. Right? Just go add yeah. them all in right now yeah. and see see how the recording works. Because and to make sure that it's going to record just as well yeah. as the media center. And you can test it out now with the removing commercials, not removing commercials, and see if you like it. I've noticed Plex has gotten really good at that. 
if you're watching a network show, which is all you're watching over the antenna, um, it's doing a great job now at removing commercials. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's good. It's good to know. Uh, other Jim says I'm still thinking of uh, HT's home run Sergio to go along with my runners. Um, I think I'm going to pick up another HD home run. I have four tuners, and I, I think need, it's time for six. I need four. I only have two, so I can't. I pretty much I yeah. can't use it really to watch live because usually on one of the nights it's recording two shows, and so I would kick one of my recordings off. So I, yeah, I think it's time for me to get another another home run as well. Yeah. Um, so making that move, uh, Andrew says he's a little behind on podcasts and he just caught up to the one with Sammy on it. We're doing, Hey, well, I'm going to have Sammy on Friday, the Friday after Thanksgiving. You interested in joining or are you guys, you can be town. around. Okay. Yeah. So she, she asked me, she was like, Hey, I want to be on again. And I said, well, why don't we do it the Friday after Thanksgiving? So just know if you're listening, we'll do a special Friday evening episode as opposed to Thursday night and bring um, Sammy back in. One of the interesting questions Sarah asked me when I, when I threw this all out there, Mike, and I'll ask you how you'd handle it. Yeah. No Blu-ray. Like, okay, so I go NVIDIA Shield. What do I, what do I play Blu-rays on? I haven't watched, I haven't watched anything with a disc. She still buys discs. Yeah. You know, we, we still own, we all own all the Marvel, but she loves the discs. Mm. And, you know, we stream from time to time, but she does love the discs. Um, do you I rip it? You rip it for her and just put it on Plex. I could, but that has not been a really successful strategy for her. She's she kind of likes to watch. I guess okay. my option is to buy just a standard a standard. Would um, that thing Blu-ray. take a USB little? I don't think so. The Nvidia Shield? No, I don't think it has the drivers to run a Blu-ray. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, she was like, well, you could buy a Blu-ray for the computer because, you know, we have a computer out there running. I'm like, I'm trying to get rid of that computer. It's a you Core know, i3 a from a million years ago. Blu-ray player is probably like, ago. what, 25 bucks nowadays? Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's probably just put, no. it put in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but that was interesting. One of those thoughts was like, uh, what do we do about Blu-rays? I, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not interested in ripping anymore. Like, I don't want to rip those down. Not. Yeah. Don't want to rip them. Don't want to store them. Don't want to back them up. Don't want to. Don't want to. I don't want to. I. Uh, she wants to grab the. She wants to grab the case, put it in, watch it, and uh, so we will probably. I'll probably buy the cheapest Blu-ray player I can get my hands on, and uh, that'll be. We only watch Blu-ray maybe four times a year, yeah. right? So, um, or you put your Xbox up there. Now that's blasphemy. Saying. <laughs> you, you're telling me I need to move my Xbox into the living room? Well, yeah. It means I have to go sit with her out there. I don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> I guess I should have said that too loud. She's just right over there. I was just gonna, I was just gonna <laughs> let you say it and move on. You know, I was, I wasn't even gonna address it. Right? You were gonna draw, let it go. draw no attention to the, the comment. We're, we're making. So I think we're be. I think we're gonna be um, making the move. Um, over. Mike, um, Christmas time. Some folks are beginning to think, I think for the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking about some Christmas gadgets. Aaron Lawrence is coming back on here towards the end of the month to talk about some gadgets. If you had to buy a PC today, mm-hmm. you had to buy a computer. Let's not even call it a PC because it could be something else. You had to buy a computer. What, what are you buying today? Like, what, what would you, if you had to replace some of the things that you had Maybe your daily driver, right? Whatever you use. As my use. daily driver? 
Whatever you That's use different. on a I mean, regular well, basis. I, see, our newest computer is our laptop, which is, I say, the computer that gets used the most in our home. Um, we just replaced that. So that's kind of hard for me to think about because like, it's, it's new enough. It's great. It's fast enough. I would replace this machine I'm talking to you guys on. The machine that I kind of come down to my command center machine is a really old iMac. I mean, this iMac is from 20... What year did I graduate undergrad? Uh, 12? 2012? 2013? Right around there. And so, I mean, it's, it's, it's showing its age a little bit. So yeah. I think I would get a tower and I would custom build it. Hmm. Um, I have you always wanted PC? to build... Yes, I would go PC. Um, I would custom build it mainly because I don't use the Mac stuff enough on this main machine. And there's a lot of things I find myself wanting to dual boot over to a PC for. Um, number one, like Yesu Ham radio software, right? If you want to directly connect in, that's, that's Windows. Um, OBS works way better in Windows. So if you ever want to do any sort of, you know, recording with screen recording, things like that. Um, yeah, so I'd be going PC, but I'd be custom building it. And I've wanted to do that for a long time. All right. I think I'll. I think I'll eventually end up doing that at some point. I think I'm going to wait till Emma gets a little older though and do it with him. AMD Intel. AMD right now would be where I'd be going. Okay. Um, I'd really want to do a Threadripper machine. That's like that would be probably one of my go tos. Because uh, I mean AMD right now is just they're kind of killing it. They're doing a really good job and their their new line of processors are are pretty good. Yeah. Nothing wrong with Intel now, but I, I would want to try out the AMD set. I've never had an AMD machine. I think it'd be interesting to build one. Okay. Yeah, interesting. What about you? Um, like I, I'm a bad one to ask because I have nine PCs in the house and two laptops. Right. So right. you know, I'm kind of like, I don't. In fact, my the laptop, my work laptop, we have the option to buy those for almost nothing when they, you know, when at end of life, they wipe them and they're like, you want to buy them, and if you don't, then it goes into a pool and people can buy them for really a reasonable price. And I was like. It's been a good little laptop, but do I need another laptop? Um, I think I, I do, and I've been kind of itching to try out a Chromebook and just kind of like that's another, or or what I might do is go with a Mac Mini. That would be like, <laughs> how weird is this that you're yeah. going to go PC? <laughs> and now you're going Mac Mini on me. Well, I, I, I don't have a Mac. And so one of the things I'd love to have is just a Mac to do some things. So just... So I kind of know it and understand it. One of the weird things, you know, 10 years ago, and we were trying to help people with computers and stuff, you know, and help to have all these things. Not that many people ask for help anymore. Like, right. it's just not a, it's not a thing anymore for the most part. Yes, yeah, some, and I know most of the people that listen to this show. I think it's because most people aren't using computers anymore. I think you're right. Phones, it's all on the phone. Tablets. It's, it's all on the you phone. Know, it's things that don't need, they, they run pretty well. Right. Yeah. Um, um, they don't need much assistance with them anymore. Andrew asked me if I used to have a Mac, and I did. It was a really old one. Uh, it didn't last very long. It was still uh, the PC Pro or whatever that. It was old. I'd gotten it from a sale from Yahoo. Tonight, when I got home, um, it, I was pinging you. We were putting show notes together, and I started everything for the show. That looked like my screen was broken there for a second. Um, I started, hey, you panic. You're like, what yeah. the? Every I started at all the show notes and everything from my phone. And I had that thought tonight, like, you know, could I do everything? I mean, except except for this, of course. Can I do everything from my phone? And so I think you're right. Like and, we're just, you know. Well, you know what? You know what the number one question though now is what's making a comeback. This is like what maybe people asked about a long time ago. Then they got it set up and now everyone's systems are ancient, is home networks, Wi Fi. Um, I have had 
a million questions at work. I have never once been asked about how do I do this on a computer. It is, hey, like my thing's buffering really bad. Like because now people are trying, they're getting Netflix, they're getting 4K TVs, and their Wi-Fi. They're trying to run it over Wi-Fi from like an old N router, and their internet speed is only 10. I'm like, well, 4K is like 15 to 25 megabits per second. You know that. My one buddy's like, dude, I I'm on satellite. I only get 10. I'm like, well, you're not gonna be able to watch 4K. Like, you're just not. And that that whole side of things. Because the industry has been so easy for them to go out, buy the 4K TV. The TV has the smarts in it. They don't need a box. They plug it in. They expect it to work, and it doesn't. And so now it's, well, now what's, what's the issue, right? And they've never thought about their network ever since they first got internet. Um, it's the one thing I think cable companies are doing right. I'll be honest that them, they ha- they do have pretty decent routers now that you are renting from Cox. Like my Cox panoramic Wi-Fi that just comes with whatever service I'm doing would be good enough for most people. And it's staying up. It's it's an AC Wi-Fi access point. I mean, so I think the cable companies are doing an okay job at keeping people up to date as much as they can. Mm-hmm. But for people who haven't checked their service or anything, they're needing a lot of help there. Yeah. When Tim, my Marine, came home, he brought all his electronic gear because he's getting deployed. And uh, so he brought his 4K TV home. It's sitting in the other room. I haven't looked at it once. No. No, because you don't have anything 4K either, do you? No. I don't either. No. I don't have a funny, and I really even, have not felt the need to get anything 4K yet. 1080p on a 4K is still pretty, pretty beautiful, and you can. There are some streaming services he was using that you could stream 4K on it, and and you know use it. It's it's a beautiful TV. Yeah, but well, I just have to go 4K because I've thought about getting into it. I'm like, you know, you can get the 4K TVs on Amazon for like 300 bucks. They're not yeah. even that expensive anymore. But if I'm going to do it, like I have looked at those, and then I've looked at like an OLED like a really nice Samsung QLED, whatever, all those. And the difference is, I mean, it's like one's 4K and that's cool and it's it's very crisp. And one, those deep blacks, that's what makes the difference, I think, in the screen is those sort of qualities, not really the resolution. The resolution is big for me as the HDR, you know, the OLED style. I think that's what makes the biggest difference. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just interesting. It's sitting in the room next door. There's just a wall that divides it. And he's like, Dad, you could use it. Like, if you want to use this while I'm gone, that's fine. And I was like, nah, no, I'm good. Like, yeah. It's just weird that now I have eight monitors sitting on my desk here. So, like, do I need another? One 4K and just do, you know. You know well, I'm kind of looking around, like, do, do I have even do I have even a spot for it? Well, your you Xbox, know? right? You have the Xbox S. That does output in 4K. It does. It does. That's been the one temptation. But it's in another room. It, I'll nev- I would it. never use it. Hang, it. hang it right above your Xbox. Isn't your Xbox right there next to you? It's what's up here now. Yeah. Hang yeah, it. Yeah. Up. I think it's, you can just put that 4K there. TV right next to you. And uh, yeah, that's, stop it. <laughs> some beautiful Netflix. No, I, I, think, uh, I think I am good. It's just kind of uh, uh, ironic. I asked you uh, before the show, yeah. the, hey, um, you know, we, we said anything you're looking forward to. I mentioned uh, that I am using these knockoff kind of Apple earbuds that I bought for 40 bucks at Shopco right before they went out of business. And they've been great, but uh, Apple introduced some new, um, some new AirPods that have some noise canceling. Are you, you yeah. tempted? Take my money, Apple, take my <laughs> money. Just take it, just take it now. Cause I, I have been an unapologetic AirPod fan from the beginning. Um, for me, they fit my ears really well. The convenience of them, how well they work, uh, how will they pair with everything? They sound decent enough. I'm not expecting these to be Bose quality sounding headphones. I'm using them for convenience. I'm using them in the office when I just need to listen to something, phone calls, all of that. And they work great for that. 
And uh, so, but Hannah hates them. They don't fit her ears very well. Um, so I think we're going to grab a set of the pros because the pros now, they just came out with them, $250. So, you know, still pretty pricey. You're getting up there. Towards not the, Bose pricey though. Not Bose pricey, no. right? Well, and they shouldn't be because they're not Bose quality sounding. Right. But um, the silicon tip, which Hannah was very excited to see because she hates the current AirPods because they hurt her ears. So silicon tip, it's noise canceling. So active noise canceling too. So it's not, um, so active noise canceling. And they also have a transparent mode. So they have noise canceling on, which it has microphones on the inside of your ear canal, the outside, it does the active noise canceling. And then they have noise canceling off, completely off. And then they have transparent mode because these things are kind of suctioned in your ear. It can kind of use the microphone from the outside and kind of project that in a little bit, almost so you could be in a city environment, right? You're walking down the streets of New York or downtown. You can still hear what's going on around you, but also hear your music Uh, and a very shorter, like a much shorter stem. Um, But the things for me that I I like about this is the, the silicon ear tip, the suctioning in obviously. And then the shorter thing is, is nice for me. I saw one video and it, I didn't realize it was a problem until I watched the video. The guy's like, watch. And he took off his shirt and they stayed in his ears. There are, so I'll get done with a workout. I'll come in and I'll take them off and my ear pods go. They, they get caught in the shirt and they fling out everywhere. Yeah. And uh, a problem yeah. I didn't know that I had before. Well, you should just tear your shirt off. Yeah, right. Just <laughs> rip it off every time. Um, but a, a pretty decent upgrade. You know, I didn't expect them to be able to get better battery life because of all these things, right? You know, you've got active noise canceling and that takes power and everything, and it's a shorter stem. So the battery power stayed the same as the first generation. Um, so same battery power. They did change up the case a little bit, more a longer shape, nothing really big, ingenious there. Uh, the only thing I don't like about them is that they still went with lightning charger on the AirPods instead of USB type C. They've moved to USB type C on the phones. Like why not? That why are you weird. why are you now on a brand new product yeah. that you just released not going USB C? They had a it bunch made left zero over. Zero sense. <laughs> they had a bunch left over in the factory. Well, but there it's a new case design. I know, it's weird. Right? Yeah. And so yeah. and so they must have been who knows? I'm guessing my guess is that they meant to release these a long time ago. Oh. Right, like they uh, just for some reason they got delayed. Yeah. The noise canceling wasn't working. Right. They were trying. I'm right. guessing this was meant to be released last year, um, okay. and it didn't. And so they're still stuck on the uh-huh. lightning. But I'm guessing you'll. I'm guessing because they just they did a new case for the originals. So if you had the originals, you could get you could go buy just a new case for them that had wireless charging. I'm guessing they'll do something same in the future yeah. with uh, USB Type C. So you, did, you, did you get them? Or are you? Going, I have you not going yet. To? Okay. I have not yet. I'm probably okay. going to. I think I might get them for Hannah for Christmas. Um, just mainly because she she's the one who would really benefit from them. Um, whenever she because she just doesn't like the regular AirPods. Mm-hmm. Right now she uses the. We have a pair of the Beats. Um, ones that have the silicone tip that kind of go around the ear. They still have the wire that runs along the back, not the over ear, just the earbuds. And she uses those and those work out pretty well because they have the silicone tip on them. No, I think I like the old school ones more. I don't, I don't like the silicone tip. That is not, that doesn't okay. feel good for me. So I would, I just, I, I like, I mean, these, these have a ear fitting molding kind of thing. I can't, I can't do the tips. They, they make me feel like I'm underwater. Okay. Even even if sounds passing through. Well, I, and that's the one thing is that that's what people have said is they have that feeling, mm-hmm. but these ones are actually open. Like it's right. not just a microphone. That's okay. right. It's like a vent. And yeah. so there's no like, oh, they don't have like that air pocket that gets shoved like in there. When you put it in, there's actually air that flows all the way through. Mm. So maybe well, different. Maybe, maybe worth going in and trying them. 
Yeah. Know, just to kind yeah. of see. Andrew says he's hoping to get a uh, Kindle Fire for Christmas. And I, whoops, I'm, I keep clicking the wrong thing uh, right there. Um, I showed it a little bit earlier. Last year, I picked up one of these Kindle. That's not really, are these Kindles? It's the eight inch. Let's see if I can turn this thing on. I think it's a fire um, tablet, right? A fire tablet. That's what it was. Yeah. They were running all kinds of deals on these fire tablets. And I bought the kind of the, this case is awesome for and these. Wasn't the actual tablet like $20 on yeah. sale? Yeah, like 15. It? I think yeah, it was 15 or 16. Yeah, it was Yeah, yeah. So sale. watch for these two. This has kind of become my humidor monitoring device. <laughs> That's really all I use it for. Maybe Peloton coming up. Maybe some, maybe we'll bring it full circle, bringing some. Some I'm looking Peloton. for one of those that I could tape to the back of my door, my front door, that is always connected to the IP cameras. So I could like, mm. if the doorbell rings, you almost could like, if you're walking by, like look at the, almost like a people, but a digital people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they're cheap. Like, or at least they were last year. And I bet they'll, they'll Amazon will probably run some kind of, um, some kind of deal on them as well. I haven't liked those ripoff, ripoff knockoff earbuds. I've uh, I've enjoyed. They at first I was a little skeptical, but they've really become a good little uh good little device especially um at the workout. A couple reminders for folks as we're thinking about what's coming up here on, on Home Gadget Geeks. I got to stop drinking so much beer during the show. Um of course, if you're behind, catch up. Like there's some really good but you won't know you're behind until you get to this episode. Yo, it's from Nextcloud was here two weeks ago. You know, sometimes you're just listening. You get behind and you you, you just you declare bankruptcy. You're like, ah, I can't listen to just those. Go, go to back. The latest. Yeah. Yeah. Go. But Ed Sullivan was on. Came. We had a little cigar tech that we talked about that was in there. Jay Madison came on and and we talked a little bit about gear. We're going to get Jay back on um, as well. Coming up in the next couple of weeks, Rich Hay joins us. Uh, Ignite was just last week. And so Microsoft Ignite. And so Rich is going to come on and kind of give us a recap. And we're, I'm sure we'll talk about Surface hardware, some of those things. You know, Surface came out with a new, with some new earbuds as well. And they're kind of a little round puck looking thing that go in your ear. So you don't have that big thing dropping down. It's just kind of a loop that's in there. So those things look pretty cool. Dwayne Robinson is coming back. So he'll be back on the 21st. I mentioned Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll do a Friday show with Sammy, uh, my daughter. She wants to come back on. We're going to talk a little bit about college tech and some of the software she's been using. We talked about hardware last time. We'll talk a little bit about software. She's fresh off a trip to Washington, D.C., and uh, had a great time doing that as well. The fifth, I'm off. I'm in London. We're not going to do a show that week. It's just too much. Yeah. Way too many things going on while I'm in London. Aaron Lawrence comes back, and then Joel from Life Door is on. And then, Mike, it's Christmas. It's Hard to believe, right? I have a lot of Christmas shopping I got to do. And I think of all the Christmas music we still have to listen to. Yeah. Between now and then, the joy. We have a lot. Uh, we have a lot to do. We are live every Thursday, eight PM Central, nine Eastern, out here at theaverageguy.tv live slash live. Couple reminders before you go: one, if you want to support us on Patreon, and I really appreciate those that have stayed around to that. I don't make a big deal about you guys probably enough, and I probably should. But thanks for your sponsorship. It kind of helps in in uh, in in covering some of the bills here. And uh, we appreciate that as well. You can join us at theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon. If you want to get the app and download it, it's free. The Patreon subscribers help pay for that every year. Uh, Spreaker makes it. It's a slick little app. HomeGadgetGeeks.com. All one word. HomeGadgetGeeks.com gets you there. Of course, uh, Home Gadget Geeks and the Average Guy TV network really driven and powered by Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. That's Christian. 
Cyber Frontiers 58 coming out this weekend, if you want to catch up with that one as well. MapleGrovePartners.com. Plans start at $10 a month, and the guy is just rocking. So if you want to get those uh, checked out as well, you can get that done and get get her done is kind of what I say. Mike, uh, uh, HelloFresh has Thanksgiving plans. I don't know if you have seen those come out. They're taking care of your Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like you can just... You can just buy, I think it's, I don't know, 16 bucks a person or something like that. They ship you the turkey and the stuffing and all the stuff that you need. I still, have you guys, you guys still rocking some HelloFresh? Yeah, we do. We just had one last week. We do it like Mm. every, probably other, other week. We just kind of, whenever we know we're going to have a weekend, we set it up. That's what I love about it is they don't guilt you when you hit skip week. Uh, They really don't. They they don't try and fake you out or fool you, I almost like an entire three weeks in a row. And yeah, they didn't, no, no worries. Yeah, they don't, they don't, they're not like trying to like, shyster you with all these kinds of things it's like oh okay well thanks we'll see you next week right kind of deal right and and um uh super 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 convenient we did these the other day we did these sausage like they were like it was like philly it was like a philly so they sent the bread and you slice it we made some we made some garlic uh, butter and then we toasted and then and we we put this in there with some cheese and some bell peppers and it was a 20 minute meal and it was really 20 minutes and it was super great. And then we made our own fries, our own baked fries, which are really good. Really, really healthy. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just, God, it's just been so great. They continue to send me coupons. So if you want one, I can get you a whole week for free. I make nothing off this. I just want you to eat well. So if you want to do that, send me an email, jim at guy.tv And we we would love to have you do it. Other Jim said, bingo. 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 They're playing. They're playing. Hello fresh. Had to get that. Haven't said that in a while. So yeah. this this show we've covered a lot. We've PC, Mac. Disgusting. You know what we haven't crypto. talked about crypto. Now, now, yeah, there you go. Now they got bingo. Now okay, there you go. We we mentioned it. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. By the way, Bitcoin is up nine thousand three, nine thousand four. Yep. So there you go. There's your crypto update. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. We'll do a little bit of a post-show afterwards. I want to thank those who came out and joined us live. With that, we'll say goodnight, everybody.